Hey guys, welcome back to According To. I'm Megan. And I'm Sierra. For this week's episode, Megan and I are doing another book episode. So for all of you book lovers out there, this buckle up. You. Um, so for this week's episode, I think we had mentioned it a few episodes back. So shout out to whoever's idea this week. was. Um, oh. Where it was like they gave us the idea. And we are going to go through our favorite books of the month for the entire year of 2023. Mm-hmm. I and then, of course, made. we'll hit some honorable you, like, mentions. You already went through and, like, did you make a note? Yeah. Okay. But I'm going to, like, go through my Goodreads and stuff, too. Um, so. And we'll just, I'm sure we'll get on other yeah. side tangents. Um, so we're going to start with, like, just catch up, weekly spotlights. I, have, I feel like I have a lot to catch you guys up on. Just good and bad. My life's been a roller coaster the past two or three days. Okay. Should I give you the floor? Um, you can oh, say. I guess I know you're talking about. I have, like, you know what for sure I'm talking about, but, like, there's other things that, both good and bad, I'm like, oh my goodness. Um, weekly spotlight, we did, we had our Stitz Christmas over the weekend. That was, like, really the only thing we had going on. We also, like, um, we did, like, a brunch with our mom and grandma, and we did, like, a, a little escape game on Sunday morning. Um, for our dad's side of the family, we do, like, a giant Thanksgiving Christmas thanksgiving christmas combined it was a little bit later this year like usually i feel like it's closer to thanksgiving and this year was like december december which it never is um but it's just interesting because it's like this has evolved so much like over the years and like mm-hmm. this time i was kind of thinking now that Haley and ashton like have a child that they bring with i obviously only remember like to a certain point like the youngest i remember probably actively being was like seven or eight at this thing but I'm pretty sure they've had it, like, probably basically since we were babies. I'm not entirely sure. But it's, like, that means, like, obviously, Dad was still older than Haley and Ashton are. But it's kind of, like, we have literally, like... Evolved. A next generation next gen. is now here. Like, it used to be the 11 kids and then, like, their kids. And that's, like... And it's not like Haley is the first one to have a great-grandchild. There are other great-grandchildren. This was, like, the first year that I just kind of, like, was, like, we've been doing this a while. A minute. Um... That was fun. Along with the brunch, that was also fun. Good weekend. Um, I was also going to mention um, going to like the jingle in the junction that we did with our dad last Thursday. That was fun. It was like his idea too, which I feel also, like, like he doesn't always offer. We have up, booked like, a trip since we last recorded, right? Have we not I talked about we, that? I think not. <laughs> I think not. Actually, I'm getting no because we booked it on Tuesday and then we would have recorded on Sunday. But then we haven't. But we have not recorded yet. Okay. So we can talk about that a little bit too. Um, we've watched a trip our vlog, you to saw. the U.S. Virgin Islands for early March. Um, it's gonna be like a six-day trip, is what you yeah. said. Shout out to Megan for like planning the entire thing. Megan knows I would like not go on trips if she didn't. Which plan is like it. shocking to me because I'm like, I like need to have like. Megan's like, when is the next trip we're going on? Um, I'm very excited. We have to do like kind of planning out like different things we want to do. Maggie's going and with I us. I like to go with the flow. So like I'm totally open to being flexible and I think there's going to be plenty that we're doing where it's just like Beach. I just want to have like beaches to go to, Restaurants. places to eat, yeah. things like that. And then like we can be flexible from there. Um, and like if there are for sure excursions we want to do, then like having those planned and booked. If any of you have gone to the U.S. Virgin Islands, we're specifically going to St. John's and St. Thomas. So if mm-hmm. you've got any we're recs doing, for we're us. We're renting a car. Let us we're know. We're doing Verbo. That's the vibe we're going for, and I think it'll be a lot of fun, and so yeah. Okay, um, any other stuff before I get into my last couple days? So, it's a low light that I'm starting with. Um, on, I think it was yesterday morning. Yeah, it was Monday. Wow, this has been a long morning. two days. Monday morning, I wake up bright and early as always because of Vegas, and I look at my email because I notice I have like a few unread emails. <clears throat> and it's like Lululemon saying like we got your order blah blah and I got like it's like seven emails and it's like PayPal being like you know you charge Lululemon to your account whatever and I'm always like you know hesitant like at first when I get those emails because some sometimes they're phishing emails mm-hmm. where it's not really from PayPal or like Lululemon but like you do the thing where you check the email and I said it was like you know at paypal.com and like Lululemon I looked up their email as well and it was like their legit email so I was like oh um I didn't make a purchase from Lululemon from my PayPal. It's like 6 a.m. at this point. So I go downstairs and try to be like, what can I do? And I go onto my PayPal. And let me calculate you guys the it was amount $700. that I had been scammed out of. It's all been resolved at this point. So like 
we can laugh about it a little bit. Someone had somehow hacked into my PayPal account, which was then linked to my bank. And I've like, since it's all been unlinked and like, whatever, hopefully I am done dealing with this at this point, but they bought 21 Lululemon puffer coats, which are expensive. And they made seven purchases of $894 each, which ended up being $6,700, I guess, according to Megan's math. Close to that. Um, and so initially I was like, ah, like I didn't, (laughs) I didn't do this. And so I was like, okay, I'm going to call like PayPal customer support. It's 6am central time. So they don't have any people, which I ended up not talking to a single person at any point during this thing. Um, but like I was trying to call and then it wasn't giving me through to anyone. And so I was trying to like figure out if I could do anything online. Okay. Also I got emails. I got an email two days before about someone like changing my password on my mm. PayPal, <laughs> but they hadn't done anything. And so I was like, all I can do at this point is change my so password did you change again. It then? Yes. Okay. I'm not stupid. Sorry. But then I also got an email saying that someone had enabled like two factor authentication. Is that how it's pronounced? And I was like, so for a while it was like trying to have me log in. It's like, what's your two factor thing? And I was like, it's not mine. So I don't, I don't know. Um, come to find out, you can just like download two factor authentication apps. So I have like one from Microsoft now. I don't really know how it links to my stuff, but, like, I go onto the app when I'm trying to log into my PayPal, and it's got a number on it that I put in, and it somehow knows mm. that it's me. I don't really know how it works. Like, so you I like, got it for this. Yeah, like, I kicked them off, and I was like, well, I guess I'll put mine, I guess I'll do it. Mm-hmm. If they're going to do it, I'm going to do it. So, it's like, I unlinked whatever, like, number they had put on my account, and, like, whatever, like, stuff they had linked, and, like, I did the thing where it's like, you, you, log, out all the, you log out of all the devices, well, because at first I told Megan that I had changed my password and I didn't do the two-factor thing. I think they had, like, changing my password again because they had the two-factor thing. So I would, like, try and log in and be like, nope. I was like, I just changed my password. So I had to go and change it again. And it's, like, back and forth until I unlinked their two-factor thing. Since then, I do not think they've been able to log on. And I put my own two-factor thing on. I was kind of like, how do they do this? Yes. Like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Anyway, so I, like, unlinked my card, my bank account from my PayPal. And all these transactions, like the $894, were pending at this point. And so you would think, I would think, that you should just be able to, like, cancel a pending payment to say, no, don't do this. Cancel it. Like, I don't want you to charge anything. Or, like, at the very least, be, at the very least, be able to flag a pending payment to say, like, nope. And correct me if I'm wrong, I tried to Google a lot of stuff, and it all pretty much said you can't do anything It's until it's gone through as a completed payment. And so... Like, little by little, I... Slowly, the, the payments would go through. Yeah, like, two payments went through, and then I was able to, like, call PayPal and, like, report a case and whatever with those two payments. And, like, I was also trying to contact Lululemon at this point to say, like, these orders, like, don't send them because, like, there's stuff on their website where it's, like, if you can contact them beforehand to have the packages all, like, returned to the warehouse, then they can give you a refund. And, like, I don't know how all this dis- dispute stuff goes on. We don't know where the 21 puffers are going. On. Like, the 21 puffers have shipped. I got emails so that all of them have shipped. They might still be getting the puffers they wanted. Um, and, like, whose money is being spent? Right, because I disputed at this point all the payments have gone through, and, like, I disputed all of them. PayPal has closed all those cases, so, like, they've so all, they refunded me all my money. $6,700, unless PayPal. Unless PayPal pay, I don't know how it works. So that was what I've been dealing with the past couple days. This kind of stuff doesn't really, like, doesn't really freak me out, though, because I'm always like, I'm like it works You can always out. get your money back. You know? like, in so, like, my mind, like, that's what I think. I wasn't like necessarily freaking out i was just kind of like how do i like resolve this as quickly as possible and i feel like it wasn't resolved as quickly as i had like hoped like it's all said and done now and it's only been like less than 48 hours so i know it's like being dramatic but i was like i just feel like i should be able to like go in and cancel all of them mm-hmm. but anyway so that was bad thing good thing um i ordered some dip and daisy swimsuits magnet mm-hmm. as well those came today they're very Love cute them. and then second kind of fun thing is that i got an email this is, like, not special to me. But Dippin' like Daisy is, like, looking go, for ambassadors. Like do a link. There's a link you can yeah. go sign up for. Uh, I have like, an email back. I was like, why not sign up? Like, become an ambassador. I have personally, like, ordered some suits from them. That's obviously, like, what this most recent order was. But I've also, like, promoted them organically. And I, like, think that it's a good, sustainable, affordable brand. Has Women-owned, women-operated. So I figure I would like to be a part of that. Mm-hmm as an ambassador and so as of right now i think they have accepted me as an ambassador so keep your eyes peeled for sierra's gonna be some links and codes and stuff potentially 
I also signed up to see if I would get accepted, so we'll see. And then other bad news. Oh, I also have like as... fig scrubs coming on the way. I'm excited about that because I was like, I like I have enough scrub pants bottoms, but sometimes I am like, I like have like least favorite pairs that like I don't love wearing, and then like I get to the end of the week and I'm like, no. <laughs> um, so I've ordered three new ones. They're all different style bottoms. I'm gonna make a TikTok, I think, doing a little try on haul. You kind of went crazy last year with your scrubs TikToks. Yeah. I did so. You need to and my like Brooklyn or my athletic videos did pretty well too. Um, one video. Other sad thing for me. This has happened twice now. Sorry if you can hear my stomach growling, but it's whatever. Um, in my closet, I have this hanging organizer for all of my folded clothes. And last year, at some point, I think, or maybe it was earlier this year, I don't remember. It was like breaking because I think my clothes were like too heavy for it. I couldn't handle it, so then it broke. So I had to buy a new one. And I woke up this morning, and it was broke again. Too much weight. So, I need to do a target run at some point. I also, like, want to... I need to show you some of the stuff that I was looking for to get for my bathroom. Because I think I want to, like, commit to, like, actually finishing it. In terms of, like... I was, like, maybe looking... Like, matching my room, kind of, with, like, the yellow stuff that I have going on. Maybe getting some shelves. I honestly, like... Now. I was just thinking this, like, I was thinking about getting ago. a new shower curtain. Like, two weeks ago. I was just, like... I don't know if we are vlogging and I just like paid extra attention to it but like in my bathroom I have like my combined towel rack with shelf and I'm like this shelf I love this shelf like I know everyone has just like well not everyone but like a lot of people have like shelves with their products on it like just out so you can like easily access stuff and I just love it because like it's not on my counter and I reach for stuff often <laughs> what I also need to do like I could I could benefit from organizing my bathroom a little bit. That's more. the other thing is I have not organized my bathroom at all. We moved in. I put everything away and was like, I'll deal with this later. It's and I've not dealt with it. It's later. And it's not like it's a mess. It just like doesn't make sense. And like there's no rhyme or reason to where anything is. I don't have anything stored underneath my sink. No, and it's I have like plenty of scary. room. Like how it's just empty under there. It's scary. I like stuff is organized under my sink, but like I feel like it could be better and also like honestly like the re the real thing is like my drawers need to be organized no i know me my too drawers. i just need to like clean stuff out too i feel like i have a lot of products that i don't use that i or need like, to throw out i like perpetually just have like my travel um travel bag like the like ll bean thing yeah what is the name i'm looking for like toiletries my toiletries bag i just have it perpetually hanging up on like the jewelry i can organizer like in my closet so like it's at easy access i don't use stuff in there every day but like my eyelash curler is in there my mascara is in there why because i don't use it every day so okay. i don't know where my mascara is i feel like i must I have honestly, left it at like, the gym you know what i it was like empty though my mascara is like i could get a new one i like hardly wear mascara anymore i feel like unless we're going to like you're just an unnatural girl do you yeah. ever think like when you're getting ready the Sometimes steps I that are taking about like my wedding makeup hold on we can elaborate on that if you want to. But, like, it's interesting how the steps that I take to, like, get ready on a daily basis versus, like, getting ready for, like, an event is not that different. But, like, I feel so much, like, more confident. And maybe it's, like, the combination of the hair and the outfit that I inevitably, like, put on or wear when I'm getting ready for a nicer event. But I'm just, like, look at me slay. And I do not, you know, necessarily feel that way every single day. But I... it's, like, the only difference is maybe, like, me putting on my, like... Uh, Benetton blush and maybe some eyeshadow I here's the thing I will not be doing my own makeup for my wedding because I would be like this is disgusting I look crusty I'm not gonna do makeup I've never had like I really don't care to learn how to do my makeup either like that's the other thing is like I could learn I probably could get better I could probably find better products but like it's just I don't care and so that leaves me like I'm stuck with like my level that I've just decided I'm at and like the pixie thing that I use under my eyes like when I want to like it's fine it does the trick but like it still isn't like amazing and so I just like think sometimes I'm like when I like get my wedding makeup done like I want to look like myself and I we got our makeup professionally done for our senior pictures so I'm sure it'll be fine but like you know what I might not do the fake eyelash, eyelashes the fake eyelashes those were not staying on for nothing and then like i was just like my eyelashes like i could feel them just like 
straight sticking up. Did we have fake eyelashes for Haley's wedding? Mm, I don't think so. I was like, and okay, I know I my makeup that. like it looked fine for I, that too, but like it, I still didn't feel like myself. I don't know. I just yeah. didn't feel my best. I think like it was a combination of I know like, we've talked about this before. Hair, like, or my makeup. Hair. How come Haley pre-planned and said, "Can you guys do a blowout-esque like curl style?" Why does this girl pull out a straightener to then curl my hair? She's like, yes, we can do that. But like, I won't. But I'll just curl my hair, curl your hair, however I curl anyone else's hair. Yeah. I, she pulled that out and I was like, and I'm not going to say anything. But I was like. But in her head. No. And like, she definitely could have like done like a blowout style with a straightener. You know what I mean? It'd like, be hard. Straighten it and then flip it a little bit. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway. Um. We've been rambling, which is fine, but is there anything else? I don't think so. Um, okay. Let's jump into some book-related content. So, in case you guys are unfamiliar, uh, Megan and I both set reading goals for how many books we wanted to read I guess, do we want to wait till we get to this month to then talk about current reads or upcoming reads to finish up the year? Do we want to do that now? No, let's wait. Okay. So, my goal, and I should be able to do this because I have two weeks left and I need to read two more books. I think I can do it. My goal for the year is 50 books. I think I'm going to maintain that goal for next year. And I think I will bump mine up from 45, I think is what it was this year. I'm going to make it 50. So, that being said, I wrote down, I mean, I keep a running list in my phone of all the books that I read. I also have a Goodreads if you guys want to follow me on there. But I did go through for your guys' convenience and say like how many books i read each month and then like what kind of like my star ratings yeah. were and then like have my favorites i have also like how many books i read each month some of them obviously like are like overlapped by months so i try to just throw it in one or the other but if it's not yeah. exact like don't be surprised okay. okay i read i mean i start i slay at the beginning of the year and then it progressively gets a little bit less and less I feel like I, I surprisingly stayed pretty consistent, except for maybe, like, these last couple months. And obviously, like, the first two months were better because I didn't have a job yet, but... So, in January, I read seven books. I read six books in January. I had four four-star reads and three three-star reads. I only have written down my best book, although I do know the first books I read at the beginning of the year, I... Like, they weren't, like, my best books of the year. I know I had a couple three-stars or 3.5-stars, so... Um, my top book of January was By a Thread, which is by Lucy Score, and it's a billionaire romance, grumpy sunshine. It's kind of a long book, but all of Lucy Score's books tend to be. Um, and I remember, like, uh, it's usually a good sign that I like a book a lot when I'm, like, actively trying to, like, read it on my Kindle. It helps when it's on Kindle Unlimited, and then I have my phone, and then, like, any waking moment where i can i'm like reading it's probably a good sign and i remember doing that for this book so i did really enjoy it it wasn't a five star but like it doesn't need to be for it to be enjoyable so that was mine so my top book for january was actually the first book that i read in january uh it was dark matter by blake crouch blake crouch is like not quickly because i've like read two books this year but quickly becoming uh quickly becoming one of my favorite like I don't know if he's technically sci-fi like he is but then he's also like i don't know i guess sci-fi is like the best way to describe his books um because i read dark matter and then recursion that'll be coming up a little bit later i think um and it's just like the plot twists are nice it's not like a typical thriller or anything so it's like the like angst behind what like you're reading is a little bit different type of writing yeah makes you think like it's like, like, like a I plot twist this? There's still, like, plot twists in there and, like, oh, my God, like, I didn't expect that. But it's not, like, a typical thriller of, like, yeah. who done it, you know, which I love. You know, I, there's a time and place for those. But I think that was, like, the first book that I read that's kind of, like, oh, I haven't read a book like this before. And then I have since tried to seek more out. Any, do you say honorable mentions or just um, that one book? I have some, can we talk about books that we hated, too? Sure. Not just, like, um granted i don't think i rated a book less than three stars this year i think um I personally what do you feel like if people dnf a book and then give it one star i feel like you can't rate a book you didn't finish 
It just needs I to be that you DNF'd it. I agree it. with that. That's why I probably never read a book one star because, like, I am not reading it if it is one star. Yeah. I agree. I think that you should finish it, but, like, you know, whatever. To each their own. Darling Girl, I read this year in January. I did not like that one. I thought it was very strange. Um, I don't need to, like, go through every single book that I read, so I will leave I it read that for your, January. These are, like, my lower lights since I mentioned, like, I didn't love the first couple books I read this year. I read... This one's... It's hard because I feel like I respect it more, like, from afar. The Seven and a Half Deaths of Evelyn Hardcastle. I like that one. I gave it three stars, and the reason being, like, it is a long book, and it took me a long time to read it. Not long. I guess, like, eight days. But when that was the only thing I had going on in my life, like, that's a long time. And it's, it just got, like, a little bit too confusing for me to, like, fully grasp and understand. I like when books um, kind of confuse me a little bit. <laughs> this one was just like a little bit too far. And then The Guest List by Lucy Foley, Foley. I gave three and a half stars. I felt like that was like overhyped and I just really didn't like the book or the characters all that much. Like I never got invested. So I was kind of like underwhelmed by that one. Okay. For February, I read eight books. I think that was the most books I read in one month. I read seven. So was February was also my highest book month. So I had fours pretty much across the board, which is a very good reading month for me, with the exception of one book being four and a half stars, and that was Billy Summers by Stephen King. My top book, because it's one of the only, it's one of two books I rated five stars, and this could have been like, I know that I enjoyed this book, but it could have also been like a right place, right time, right book for me moment. So if you read this and you're like, five stars, like, interesting. Um, but it's Mine Would Be You by K. Jamila, or Hamila, I do not know. <laughs> Hamila. Hamila. <laughs> uh, it was just a, it was like a best friend, best friends, no, former ex's friend, who she like reconnects with at a wedding. And it was very like uh, golden retriever boyfriend energy, I feel like. And it was more so like the girl was the one who was like not sure and more grumpy and... I just really liked it when I read it, or when I read it, when I read it. <laughs> um, and then I do have two honorable mentions. I have one honorable mention. Um, my first honorable mention is The Soulmate Equation by um, Christina Lauren. I get that one four and a half stars. And then The Right Move by Liz Tom Ford, which is on Kindle Limited. Did you give that one four and a half stars? Um, I think I'd, I either give it four or four and a half. I don't recall. I think I give it four and a half. Okay. My honorable mention is Tomorrow and Tomorrow and Tomorrow by Gabrielle Zevin. I just, like, really think of all the books that I read this year, like, I'm not, like, a quotes person in books. And granted, I still, like, I didn't highlight or, like, you know, I'm not an annotation girly, but I was like, wow, I like what I'm seeing. <laughs> this right like, here. Like, I would just stop and, like, reread it and be like, that was a good one. I always you, like, like, typed that and you were like, I like yeah. when, um, for Kindle Unlimited books, how it has, like, underlines. Yeah. Stuff. I love like, seeing, like, I just like, think it's so cute it. seeing. Do you ever, like, are you reading and you, like, see something highlighted down there and, like, what's going on? What's going to happen? Yeah. What are you gonna it's say? usually just like a nice sweet quote uh yeah i know there's like mixed opinions on tomorrow and tomorrow and tomorrow i don't i know you didn't love it but i, I really enjoyed it. it i it's not like a genre that i typically read i think it was just like literary fiction and i enjoyed it and i loved the writing and i love the cover that's like probably <laughs> of all the books that we own like one of the, like my favorite covers march i have i read five books in march I read seven. Dang, so that's another nice full month for you. You were still not. You still not employed. I was employed um, fully until May. Crazy. Here I was working. <laughs> um. Okay, my top book for March was eleven twenty two sixty three. I Slay! gave that book four and a half stars. It is by Stephen King. It's a very long book. It's like nine hundred pages. It's eight hundred and fifty. Eight hundred fifty. Um, it's about the main guy whose name is Jake Epping. Jake Epping. He travels back in time through a little portal to try and stop the assassination of JFK, but it takes him back like five years prior to that. And so he has to like live life on his own, really. It's like such an interesting story because I feel like you say the premise, but like it's so much more than just like that premise. Mm-hmm. Cause like the idea of him going and stopping the assassination like, you doesn't think, happen until the end of the book. Yeah. So, it was a fun, nice little book about his journey with that. 
and I would say if you haven't read, like Stephen King is known for his horror, but like we have read multiple Stephen King books and none of them have been horror. Right. But he has very good writing and good stories. So while those books are, while that book is large and daunting, you could give it a try. If you it's want, definitely like, like one less, of his most highly rated books, like across the board. I would say if you want something a little less daunting, you could do Billy Summers. Um, that would be, like, it's not as long. So try that out first, maybe. But, like, also, I had read Misery before, which, granted, is, like, I think 300-something pages, so that's a very manageable book. But I gave that one, like, three and a half stars. I didn't love it. And then I saw, like, 112263 at the store, and I was like, I need to read that. <laughs> for like no reason i was like it's it was well rated on goodreads but typically i'm like i have like big book fear so i don't know like Mm -hmm. why i was like i need to read that but i did and i'm so happy that i did i read that book last year she's even convinced people like other people we know yeah i've gotten a surprising amount of people to read it book and by that i mean i got you ashton and our mom to read it that's honestly alien theory is like it's impressive though for how long it is yeah okay um march I think I had just like... I have an honorable mention. I guess, okay. yeah, you're still in March, so you can go. So I read seven books. I think they were pretty much all four stars. So I had two that I wanted to share because I couldn't really think of which one I wanted more. Um, A Flicker in the Dark by Stacey Willingham. And then Before We Were Strangers by Renee Carlino. It's funny you mention. Um, because for my next two months, I read or my honorable mention was Before We Were Strangers when I read it in March. Um, I feel like for some reason this one, even though it's not probably that much different content-wise than like other romance no, books it is. I read. It is. Okay. Well, then I'm glad you agree because I was going to say like it feels different. It's not like a rom-com. It's like... It's like it romance, but like there's real life problems. It reminds me of 70s in June. You know that's... I Did put we, those two together. We made the video where the, <laughs> I hadn't read either of them. So mm-hmm. I was like... Well, you I, had read yeah, either I of them? I read your thing. I read before your changes first, so I would have had to have. Okay. Um, what do you call that? Like, if it's not contemporary romance, meaningful romance, literary romance. I'm just making um, stuff up. Yeah, I don't remember who the author is. Do you? Renee Carlino. So that was my honorable mention. April, I read five books, and no honorable mention. I'm gonna have to go look at like what books I read where there's not a single honorable mention. But A Flicker in the Dark was my top book of that month because I felt like it felt good to kind of have like a thriller mystery where I actually felt like it was worth my time. I didn't read a lot of mystery thrillers this year, but it was a good one. And I did not see the end coming. So, okay. So for April, I read three books. This was a slow month for me, but it's because I think I was predominantly reading very long books. So it wasn't a slay month for me. I had a three star, three and a half star and a four star, which put like my then favorite for that month was mine would be you again i'm kind of indifferent about the book uh but the other two books i read were red metal and outlander and i gave actually gave both of those three and a half stars um and those were very long so that took up a lot of my time and mine would you mine would be you was supposed to be like my i need to get a book done fast i here's some of the other books i read in april because i kind of had like a meh kind of month we both had a meh um Daisy Jones and the Six, I finished early April, and I didn't dislike the book. I just feel like I can appreciate Taylor Jenkins' read and her writing, but it's, like, she's not probably my favorite author ever, and, like, she does, like, a little bit more of, like, that literary fiction stuff, so, like, that's not always the books I gravitate for. Um, we even tried watching, like, the I think Hulu we watched show. almost the full episode of the But it's just, one. like, I just don't really care that much. Um, then I read... Terms and Conditions, which is the second book in the Dreamland Billionaire series. I rated that four stars. I did enjoy it, but I don't really have like any other thoughts or notes for it. I also read The Housemaid, and then I read Say You Swear, which is like, that book is like the one where I have like the most thoughts on that month because like, it's pretty long, and I rated it 3.75. There were like so many different tropes going on in this book, and like not all of them were good, and it has like a love triangle, but it's like a not well done love triangle. But, like, one of the guys I did really, really like him as a person and as a character. So, like, that kept being, like, the redeeming factor, like, like why I was so reading so, that go book. Go so-and-so. But it was, like, it's an interesting book. And that's all I can say. So. Um, I just realized I had my, some of my books mixed up. So, my, for, this was April. 
my three star for April was So Long and Thanks for All the Fish, which is a Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy book. I was like, what? What? This, there's some interesting uh, titles in that series. So then that was three stars. Red Metal, Red Metal was three and a half. And then mine would be was four. So now going to my May. Did you finish with your May? I haven't started May. Oh. We are done with April. Are you done with April? Yeah. Okay. So May I read and finished two books. Oh. Outlander. Again, that was okay. like the long one that I was talking about. Gave that one three and a half stars. And then Happy Place, which I gave five stars. So, so at least you have that. That was my top book for in May. May I read four books. I reread Beach Read, which I regave five stars. Um, and then I have an honorable mention for Yours Truly by Abby Jimenez. Um, I also really like her romance books, but I do feel like and Emily Henry, like Emily Henry's books are like perfect no notes, like perfect all the way through. And then in Abby Except Jimenez, for me on vacation, <laughs> yeah, Abby Jimenez, I found that like love her books like almost to the level of emily henry and then like there's usually like a third act breakup or like something else that like i don't love so it just like kind of drops it down a little bit for me but i still love her writing style and her characters that she writes and it like it gives me kind of like a similar feeling to emily henry so that was a good one um if i scroll through any other ones i read the rosie project which was a three and a half star and we did we said mentioned this in a video we made where we were like if you like this book read this book but it kind of gives me flowers for Algernon vibes are you ever planning on reading the rosie project yes i think so okay it's on our bookshelf so you know inevitably i have to and then i also read red queen um early may and I don't know if I'm planning on finishing that series. That's what I was like. Sometimes, like, I finish a book, and I'm like, I could finish, like, go and then continue I'm like, that series. And, and then I'm like, later, I'm like, eh. I don't really. Especially because, here's what I'll say. When I first, I read Red Queen before I read Akatar. And when I was reading the first book, Akatar, I was kind of like, this is, like, really quite similar to Red Queen. Just in terms of, like, I hadn't read a whole lot of fantasy books. There's a girl who's, like, not supposed to be here. And she's in the fairy world or fantasy world now. And, like the premise was like the same on the bare bones and so but i was like akatar is better though even though i both rated both of them four stars but then like i have since continued with akatar so now i feel no need to like go, go finish up red whatever queen. this is and i've heard people say it gets worse from red queen so then i just i'm like that's really not convincing me then okay now we can move on to june okay so for june i finished three books my top book was 20 years later by charlie donnelly and gave that four and a half stars my other two books were four stars so in june i read five books my top book was happy place by emily henry i need to like reread that book even though like i literally already read it this year i've told my paperback comes out when did you say april that's and kind of a ways away yeah and Meg and I were at this like bookstore the other day, and we're like, "What is her spine going to be?" It's always a different color. And so we had guessed, based off of it being a secondary color to one the of the main. other colors on on the cover, we're like, maybe yellow. And it is in fact yellow. And I will be buying the paperback because I need it to complete my stack. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if I have any other. I can give like a rundown of twenty years later, since I feel like it's not as popular. So I guess I would classify it as like a mystery thriller still and having like my most recent book that i just read was also by charlie donnelly uh it seems like his writing style tends to be like a mix of different timelines and perspectives which i think is kind of fun as like that doesn't happen a lot in like a ton of mysteries and thrillers and i feel like it allows for like the timelines to connect in a way that i'm like oh shoot and so 20 years later follows this like journalist what is it called when they're like the like dateline like type of journalist yeah investigative journalist, journalist. um it follows her like wanting to do the story about 9 11 20 years later because they found like evidence of someone's remains in or, like they got a dna match of someone's remains like found at the tower site ground zero and so they're going to do a story about like talking about the dna remains but then they also found like oh like the dna remains match someone who was like on trial for murder like right before 9-11 happened and they like were presumed dead 
And so then she wants to do this whole story on it. But then, like, things start to connect with, like, her past. She has stuff coming up. But, like, her dad, who was, like, a con artist or whatever, like, trying to, like, you know, police are trying to investigate him. And, like, he's on the run. So, like, police are trying to, like, contact her because they think she knows where he's at. And it's, like, a bunch of, like, swirling timelines that, like, all eventually, like, kind of come together. And I just thought, like, in a lot of mysteries and thrillers, it's hard to connect to the main characters and, like, feel like you're rooting for someone. But I think the author did a great job of, like, I feel like I got to know the main character and I was, like, caring about what happened to her and, like, delved into, like, their lives and, like, personalities beyond just, like, what some thrillers do where it's, like, this is so-and-so. Mm-hmm. She's, like, the cold, like, businesswoman I that you know nothing like about. Frida McFadden, I feel like, kind of, like, you never you truly don't care about to right. her characters. That's why I like, never get more than good, four stars. She writes good stories, but, like, I never... You don't care. Yeah. Okay. We're in June. Mm-hmm. I said June already. But I will say, like, let's look at a couple other books I read. You know, we should do a video of... I don't know what this would be. But you saying June, I was like, seven days in June. I was like, we should, like, read... Like, you read a book... With the title. With, like... Of the month. Yeah. It's, like, seven days in June, November 9th. I don't know what else counts as that. It's just a thought I had. Um. So, a couple other books I read. I read The Bodyguard by Catherine Center, which is so funny, because, like... That was on my TBR for so long, but, like, I couldn't find a physical copy for the longest time. And I would say, like, I certainly remember what it's about, but, like, it for how long it was on my TBR and kind of, like, how much I anticipated reading the book, um, it was just a four-star kind of simple, easy thing. And then also, like, I was getting really confused because I read that really close with, like, When in Rome and then Practice Makes Perfect. And I kind of felt like they were, like, the same books but, like, different fonts. Like, they were all running together by the time I was done reading those books. So, if you ask me something You may feel the same when one. you read Nora Goes Off Script. Because I felt like Nora Goes Off Script really reminded me of The Bodyguard. Okay. Um, so, fair warning to anyone who cares. And then, I also did an audiobook by Megan Quinn. I did The Runaway Groomsman. Um, this was because I was doing a lot of driving with my job around this time. And so, I figured I would do an audiobook. And I wouldn't particularly recommend any of Megan Quinn's books. Mostly, like, the characters were just, like, not likable. It was just, like, a romance, but I just thought, like, the characters were, like, trying too hard to be quirky, and, like, I just didn't like it. But I did listen to the whole book, so. So you can read it, at least. Yeah. Um, I read three books in July. I gave all of them four stars. So I think my favorite, because I read Red Rising, The Bodyguard, and Seven Days in June, I think The Bodyguard is my favorite. I don't know. Seven Days in June was good, but I just feel like The Bodyguard was like, I just needed a light, mm-hmm. fluffy romance, uh, and that's what it provided for me. In July, I read four books. I my... read Seven Days in June in July. Mm. So there's another, I guess you just said June was Seven Days in June was one that inspired your idea, right? Yeah. I was going to be like, that's another, there's another one. Oh, add that to your list. Um... July, my top book was Done and Dusted. I don't know why, but I just had like August, and that's by Lila Sage. Like it just—it was like, like crack for me. It's a short book. It the cover's cute, and I just was like, I you read it on Kindle Unlimited. <laughs> it doesn't matter what the cover looked like. It was still cute. I like the upcoming artwork for the next one. Um, it's just like a cowboy romance, and yeah, all of my August books because I read. One, two, three. I read four books in August. They're all four stars. Or sorry, one was three and a half. But like Done and Dusted was like far and away like my favorite book in August. Um. So maybe I should have rated it higher, but whatever. <laughs> I'm like, okay, you're confusing me what month I was looking at. You're at August, I think. No, I was looking to see if there's anything else I wanted to say about July. Oh. Um, I read The Love Wager by Lynn Painter, which I gave four stars um i read practice makes perfect i read 20 years later i read the final offer which ended up being my favorite book in the dreamland billionaire series i gave it 4.25 which is funny because like i technically rated or no this is in august now so i was like technically i should have probably put that above done and dusted but like feeling wise you still like, feel no. like it would be yeah done and dusted okay so now we're what are we in? i already did my august okay my august my Top choice was 20 Years Later by Charlie Donnelly, and I get 4.25 stars, and 
I read four total books in August, one of which includes A Court of Thorns and Roses, but I feel like I kind of didn't grow to appreciate that book until like after I had read it and then gotten the second one done. So like that book in and of itself. Some people like, especially on TikTok because I am on BookTok, but it's like a, a lot of people say book, like, like a blank star series. Is that what you're talking about? No. But oh. like some people are kind of like make a comment of like, I am a changed person. I'm a different person before and after Akatar. There's two periods of my life before Akatar and after Akatar. And I don't really like relate to that. So, but I love the, I love the people that do because I think it's amazing to have something you love so much that you're just like, I was who I was before. And now I am who I am. Okay. Are we on to September? Mm-hmm. I read three books in September. Um, arguably potentially my favorite book of the year the seven year slip i get five stars by ashley poston poston i'm not sure how it's pronounced i love this book so so much i've only read one book by her and i've honestly heard not great things about the dead romantics so i don't know if i'm going to read it because i don't want it to like taint taint. i was was saying tint i don't want it to taint like the feelings i have for seven year slip um but very much like that book specifically reminded me a lot of beach read and just like emily henry's writing and if you've ever seen the movie, Just Like Heaven with Reese Witherspoon and Mark Ruffalo, I feel like it's just like such similar vibes to that. And I love that movie. So, um, September, I read five books. Seven Year Slip was also my number one choice. And I gave it four stars. Like I probably could have given it like four and a half stars, but I just like didn't. Um, and like Sear said, it was just like a very fun, enjoyable, but like kind of different contemporary romance. I feel like there were more layers to it. There's like magical realism is a term that I've learned about like people using to describe that book where it's not like fantasy, but it's just like magical elements. You can't go back in time to someone's apartment. The premise, I guess, since we didn't say, the premise is that this girl is living in her aunt's apartment um, after her aunt passes away. And then at some random times, she figures out that her apartment, like she'll walk in and it's like seven seven years years in the past. Mm Mm-hmm. And then she meets a guy who was, like, living at that apartment seven years prior. And then, like, they meet, fall in love, you know. But then she, like, will go back in the present. And then she doesn't see him for a while. Like, there's yeah. no controlling when I she goes in the past. I could definitely see it as, like, and I've only reread one book. But, like, I could see it as, like, that'd be on the reread list. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, an honorable mention for... I also read for, Fourth Wing in September. An honorable mention for me is Love Theoretically by Ali Hazelwood. Um, I always tend to like her books. So that one was no different. I'm ready for October. Me too. I read two books in October. I guess, hold on. Things We Left Behind, I read in September. I gave it three and a half stars. That was kind of a disappointing read, like, given how I was excited for that to be, like, the last one in the series. But some people were, like, really, really looking forward to Lucian and Sloane's book, and I really didn't care that much. You say these names and it means nothing to me. It was Lucian. It's Lucian and Sloane's book, so. Sloane? Sloane. Oh. <laughs> I was like, what Lucian? is Sloane? and sloan okay october are you ready yes so i read two books in october um my favorite was recursion by blake crouch i give that four and a half stars and i also read never lie by frida mcfadden again i as of right now i'm not giving a frida mcfadden book more than four stars it just does what it needs to do a quick fast-paced relatively interesting thriller no other things that i care about uh recursion very great it almost felt like two different books when you were reading it where it's like you think you know what's going on in the first half of the book and, and then like, like switches there gears a whole half of the book left because what does it start out as i don't even like remember how there's it really like, starts um there's like this sickness going around where people start like going crazy because they start acting like they have like different lives going mm-hmm. on and it's like if you come in contact with them then like it happens to you and so initially there's this guy who's, like, a detective, and he's trying... He gets a call to, like, go help with someone who's, like, trying to jump off a building. And so he goes and talks to her, and she's kind of, like, sounding crazy, talking about, like, this other life her husband had, and she's confused. She's like, it's just as real as my life that I, like, know that I also had. That's like, not people that have, life. like... They have, like... They just, like, in their mind, they have, like, a whole other life. Like, they know their life now, but they also have, like, this whole other life that's, like, in their memory. And it just, like comes on anyway so it's like that's what you think of it at first but then you come to realize as you're reading like what exactly it is that they're experiencing and then like the main character tries to come up with a solution to like counteract these people like experiencing multiple lives Mm -hmm. and then like but then it's like 
that kind of like resolves and there's this whole second half of the book that's like just beyond crazy so mm-hmm. good and that's all i'll say you should read it october i read four i books. read it pretty much entirely i did start it technically before but like our 10 hour car ride back from cincinnati i basically read just like yeah. the entirety of the book my topic was also recursion because i read it right before sierra and was like you need to read this i gave it four and a half stars um and it was a really good science fiction book honorable mentions a court of mist and fury and flawless which is the first book in the chestnut springs series so moving on november had two reads in november demon copperhead and beach read was a reread of mine as well uh demon copperhead i gave three and a half stars beach read i re-gave five stars so that's my top book of november um november i read three books my top one was Fourth Wing by Rebecca Euros, and I also read Caught Up, which is the second book in the Windy City series, and then I read Divine Rivals. I really felt like it took me like a little bit more to get into Di- Divine Rivals than I was expecting it to. Um, I Can liked you it. comment on, since I haven't read Divine Rivals, people saying like, Fourth Wing is for romance readers to get into fantasy, and Divine Rivals is for fantasy readers to, to honest, get into romance. That's the honest, comparison I've heard. No. Because I would honestly probably say the opposite. Because really? I felt like in Fourth Wing, it took... Like, you obviously know there's tension between the two characters, like, during most of the book. But I feel like nothing romantic happens between them for, like, quite a while. I could be wrong. I'm not entirely sure when it happens. Um, versus, like, Divine Rivals. I feel like there's really not that much, like, magical elements. Like, it's pretty, like it's not magical realism because like there certainly are like fantasy things but like the main thing is like there's a war going on and like the two people have typewriters that like are magical and like send letters to each other like there's and i feel like their plot line is the main thing so is then, divine rivals just this is how you lose the time war in a different font <laughs> well they're like in the same world in the same world i don't know how to, i don't know what that book you're talking about is about so i'll we'll get know. to it um anyways the second book for divine rivals comes out december 26th i don't know if i'll read it right away but i do think i will continue this is it the same like character Especially it, it left on more of a cliffhanger than i was expecting like i was like i didn't know this ended on a cliffhanger i need to decide when i want to read iron flame um fourth wing was a four star read for me I've heard such mixed feelings about Iron Flame. I'm trying to go into it with, like, no thoughts. I've heard it's really confusing. <laughs> Good. Um, you know what I said? I like to be a little confused. So that's my November, and that leads us to this month. As you guys know, maybe you didn't, but I have been slacking on my reading. I was like, am I going to re- meet my goal? So I've been kind of slaying this month. I've read four books so far. I have read three books. And I need to finish two more at some point. So... Um, I think I read two Kindle Unlimited books and like they're both four stars that I gave them. So I just finished Some Choose Darkness by Charlie Donnelly and then I also read a book called Still House Lake by Rachel Kane. And like, I feel like I'll just put them both out there because they're kind of like very similar vibes. Um, mystery thriller, trying to like solve like a murder in both of them. My top book was Seven Days in June by Tia Williams, and I definitely liked this book. It was still just like a four star for me, but I liked that this felt like we were talking about with, uh, before we were strangers. It felt like it just had a little bit more, more substance, it. and I liked both like of it's the characters. Almost, does it make sense when it's like these feel like characters that could be in like this world that we live in? Yeah, versus like yeah. a lot of contemporary. Okay, I feel like, like it could be like you're looking this at is their like a world. Movie. You know what I mean? Not that like yeah. other stuff couldn't be a movie, but like no, I, I know can, what like, you mean. I have like. I have pretty good, like, visualizations of, like, both of those books. You know what it could do? Both those books have, like, real people on the cover. Does that do anything? (laughs) That's all it needs. I don't know. Um, Never Lie, I listened to an audiobook, and... Megan has thoughts. I I just think when I found out the twist, um... I feel like when I learned the twist, I was like, I feel like I need to reread this and see if it tracks. I just feel like... I don't want to say anything, because I don't want to, like, spoil anything. But I just felt like having been revealed the twist, 
I just kind of like didn't buy that that made sense fully with how the author wrote the book, but that's all I'll say. Um, something else that I wanted to talk about, I was like honorable mention, but like not really honorable, honorable mention because I only gave it three stars. So I read This is How You Lose the Time War by, I think it's technically by two people, um, Amal L. Motar, I'm probably not pronouncing that right, and then Max Gladstone. So I am happy that I read this because it's just been like a book that I've wanted to read for a while. And I was like, I heard, I've heard mixed reviews about it, but I still want to read it. The premise is that there's two people um, from like different worlds, but like they're also like operating in the same world. It's like, it's like, here's the world that they can both go in. And like, here's one of their worlds. And then here's another one of the worlds. And I feel like they both can like go into the same world. Um, and they like write letters to each other. I gave it three stars because like the premise was nice. It just seemed like it was a little bit more flowery and like it's very much focused on like the writing style of the authors as opposed to like the plot because there's really not like a lot to like grab onto in terms of plot. You're kind of like, what are you talking about? I don't really get what you're saying and like what is this war going on? And so it's very much like it was hard for me to like really understand what's going on and like I felt like this is one of those books where I read it and I'm like, I'm either really stupid or you guys are doing a little bit too much right now. Um, I still, like, I enjoyed the vibe of it, but I couldn't really tell you what was going on. Just vibe. So, three stars for that one, which may make it, I mean, I'll probably give other books three stars too, but no less than three stars this year. I'm pretty hard. I can think back to books that I've read. The Room is the only book I I read this year where I actually went back and downgraded it to, like, two stars. But because I'm like, you know what? I did not like this. But I forced myself to recall that I actually like have read and disliked, which I guess I could then maybe go back because I read Darling Girl this year. I could go back and give that two stars probably because I really don't like it. I actively disliked it. Um, Otherwise, uh, Sharp Objects, I'm like, I can go and give that two stars because I did not like it. I say this. I'm not actually going to go back and change my rating. I feel like I once I do that, I can't, I locked it in. I can't change it. Um, And then what was the other book? Oh, Sally Thorne, uh, 99% Mine. I hated that book. Two stars. But really, I gave it three. That leads us to our current reads, which, so you're not reading I anything. I am currently today. reading A Court of Wings and Ruins. So I'm, I've decided that I'm going to jump back in. This is the, not the longest. It's not. This is the longest one in the series so far, though, that I've read. And it is 700 pages. Um, I'm at like 100 pages right now. So my goal is to hopefully... I'd like to finish this and one other book before the end of the year, but I just don't know if that's going to happen. So this could be the last one. I think I'm going to read a romance next. Megan has a couple in her room. I think I might try when in Rome or the love wager. I was excited that you just like have to like try and pick shorter books because you're trying to meet your goal. When I'm like, no, like do one of these other ones like Akatar. Yeah. I'm curious. Like I'd be curious. Cause like, the confusion that you get when you like first read that book and knowing what's coming, I want you to experience that. So you can just witness me? Yeah. I will try and make it one of my like first books that I read next year. Okay. Or if I can finish my two books, then I can start it. But I got to meet, th- I've got to make the Goodreads gods happy. Yeah. Um, and that'll do it for this episode. Hopefully you guys enjoyed. I love talking about books with you guys. Um, let us know if there's any other book related podcast ideas, YouTube ideas other podcast ideas you want to see we're pretty open and we will talk to you guys next thursday bye Bye.